Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hello and welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast, the podcast where myself and a wide range of guests have a waffle about mental health, life's challenges and those pet hates that really get on our nerves. I'm your host Taylor James, so join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today, I'm joined by the incredible singer-songwriter, Talia Storm. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Hello. Thank you for having <laughs> me at the Waffle Shop. This is so exciting. I love waffles. Can I just ask quickly, sweet waffles or potato waffles, which is your favorite? Oh, oh sweet. A million times over. I swear. Oh. I, I really am a sugar addict. And I just feel like throughout the day, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm just craving sugar. And it got to the point where I'm like, I eat so healthy, but my thing is grapes. And grapes are really high in sugar. And <laughs> I just live off grapes. But you know what? I've not tried grapes on a waffle yet. So I will have to look into that. Mm. Maybe you're missing out on something here. Maybe there's a, Maybe a, bit of a niche, is- a gap in the market for this. <laughs> Maybe this is the gap in the market. <laughs> Quite right. Oh, thank you for having me. No, it's honestly, it's an absolute dream. I mean, I mean, obviously I've been a fan of your music. I've, you know, I've seen you on, you know, various TV shows and, you know, it's, it's genuinely an honor to Aww. have a waffle with you. <laughs> oh, you don't have to say that. That's so kind. Thank you. Well, you know what? I wouldn't want to be anywhere else other than here right now, waffling away. <laughs> On the, one of the hottest days of the year, uh, you're either being very nice or you are lying. <laughs> so I will take that either way. <laughs> um, I want to launch straight into it. Um, obviously, you know, the podcast is mainly around like mental health and, you know, coping mechanisms. This and the other. One of my biggest ones is music, which, you know, I listen to all sorts, you know, this, that and the other. I want to kind of talk about yours, like where does your kind of inspiration come from for your music and kind of, you know, do you find that, you know, with different struggles, you know, sometimes turns into better songs maybe? 
how do you how do you feel about it all I think um I started music very young and it was just something that I always knew was in my soul my um dad plays jazz piano so I would always wow. walk up to the piano and just um you know sing dadas and doo-doos with him and it was always jazz <laughs> Great, you know, Ella Fitzgerald, Judina Washington. But as I got older, I really just, um, it really just became my entire life. I didn't want to do anything else. And I just, just loved it so much. And I loved um, listening to so many different genres and the, and the knowing that the only thing that brought me so much joy was the R&B and was the jazz and yeah. was the, was the, um, was the tracks that brought me back to my childhood, which was all the jazz classics. So I feel like as I got older um, and all these, you know, opportunities and, you know, disasters and, you know, almost moments um, yeah. on my way, then, you know, there was this one guy that said to me, you know, you're not, you're really just not going to make it until you hit rock bottom. And I was like, sorry, what? And I feel like as I've got older, that always sticks to the back of my it head. Makes sense. Yeah. I always write my best songs when I am in the worst, shittiest, <laughs> and I think I, I recently my um to be fair I released a song at the start of lockdown called Drowning and yes. um, I, wrote this I really last- want to talk to you about this <laughs> yeah, so I wrote this last year when I was just in a just a horrible place and um the the my the one that everyone is in my dms about and making tiktoks to is drowning now which is crazy because I feel like songs are timeless in the sense that there's no there's no you know time period to when that one person will discover it and it really helps them so I always make a, a point of call throughout my day where I will go check my dms and see you know who's messaging me what they're saying you know what 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 they're most you know I, I really only look out for the really kind ones and then yeah they're saying thank you for this thank you for you know helping me get through this moment you know drowning helped me because of x y and z and i think my main message for that song was um that the most of the time it's us that are standing in our own way and you know last year i was just in such a you know horrible place in terms of i just wasn't happy with me and it was like from the outside you know there was there was nothing there was nothing that anybody would think I wasn't doing right you know I was you know doing everything I possibly could as a 20 year old in the trying to make her way in the in the in the music industry so but it was just that self-pressure and that self-doubt that I was putting on myself that was standing in my way and I think the thing is I'm still an independent artist so um and I actually get a lot of messages from other people trying to start out and also independent and the only thing they have in common is just comparing themselves to other artists and it's like you yeah can't you can't do it yeah to somebody who is with a label and who is signed to this phenomenal machine because it's you know you're 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 comparing a budget of an independent artist you know very small to to a lamborghini so it's, it's yeah. very very hard and um you know kind of impossible no it's it's interesting that you launched straight in there with drowning because it is one of my go-tos, you know, like for some bizarre reason, like when you feel kind of down or, you know, you're feeling anxious, this, that, and that, for some reason you go to kind of like sad music, that kind of, <laughs> yeah. you just kind of like wallow in it, <laughs> you know, for, for quite a while. Um, I, personally, I think it's that feeling of you're not alone in terms of it's like yes. in yes. that moment, you're just, you know, I've lost count of times I go into my bathroom and cry and it's like in that moment, you're just like, you feel so alone. And I think that the, the, if there's one word that can really describe every kind of sad feeling, it's just loneliness because, you know, you, you never feel sad when you're with a big group of people or, you yeah. know, you're 
out with friends or you know you're just going for lunch and I think the problem with lockdown and quarantine was so many people were just alone and you know even me I've got a family of six or six of us all together our house was chaotic yeah I was feeling <laughs> alone you know and I think it's this feeling of it was just a complete shift of normality. It was a complete shift of this new kind of way of living. So, you know, by the end of lockdown, I was loving every minute of it. And I really needed that time to just, A, get new music sorted, find yep. out, understand what I am and what my plan is. But it, I feel like it was just the universe going, everybody, you all need to slow down. And I, I um, 100%. You know, direction is more important than speed and I think the speed of life before was just another level and I think we all it was really just constant that. wasn't it it was either this is what and then by the time you've kind of got your head around something it was something else it was you know like it's constant so I think I am actually so excited for music next year because I feel like all artists have just been following this wave of trends you know nobody's putting out tracks like Earth, Wind and Fire and nobody's putting out tracks like Michael Jackson. So I feel yes. like I'm really hoping that every artist, like the greats and like my favourites have just been in quarantine being like, you know what, I'm going to write the stuff that I love. <laughs> I, I just feel like next year will be a really good year of music because I feel like this year, the start of the year, everybody was like, okay, this is going to be the year of disco. And everybody had decided it was going to be disco and then everybody started releasing their disco's 80s Madonna albums. Yeah. And then it was like, oh my goodness, we're all in quarantine and none of us can dance. No so, one can dance now. <laughs> what I'm really hoping is next year, because we really don't know what's going to happen. There's no category. And, you know, the labels aren't going, let it just go, just go. So yeah. you know, what is going to be there? So I'm really excited. Well, I've never thought of that, actually. So it's a, like a complete open field now, isn't it? Because there's no trends going on. Everyone's in exactly the same position. Yeah. So, so I think an exciting moment to just see real feelings real love for the art instead of you know this like simulation of um you know let's chart you know circle circle, yeah. circle you know let's just put up music that the, the people want that we want you know because you know the reality is in lockdown nobody was listening to new music like I was using this article on um, Billboard people were only listening to the old catalogs your Michael yeah. Jackson's your Jamiro incognito you're this is personally for me in r&b but you know they're even your your, your old lady gaga your old taylor swift because they had happy memories yeah listen to them wow it's a comfort um, blanket and, isn't it exactly exactly so um, i'm excited to see what happens next i want to know like so when you're kind of in that place you know like with drowning you talk about like self-doubt and kind of you know and um, like being your own worst enemy how do you get out of that kind of mindset well, when I say I wrote that song at my absolute lowest, like drowning was, I literally felt like I was drowning in terms of, because I started very young and I really am, it's a very, I have a very, very small circle and I, everything that I do and create, a lot of people think that I'm with a label and a lot of people think that there's some sort of big machine behind me. Yeah. And one connections, but the reality is everything that's happening in my life is through a DM on Instagram. And <laughs> meeting someone. The power of a DM. <laughs> literally going up to them and you know literally going for that moment and I think nowadays people are just so quick to put people down that are peeking their head above the water once you're up there it's fine it's, it's just this limbo stage of oh well this isn't right and that isn't right and then you know for no other reason other than mostly it was the people that I would go to school with or the people that knew me or the people that people that um felt like I was a competition to them and I just wanted to say like how can I be a competition when you have a label team of 26 people all working on putting out your record and I yeah. sat in my 
Table putting it out because this is my art, you know. There's no timeline to it, there's no time frame to it. I'm not in a rush to, you know, get a deal and sign and just start that process. I really just want to keep putting out music until I get that one person that listens to it up there and thinks, Yeah, I, this is this is great, you know. So I think it's all about patience. And I think my most favorite artist is Lizzo right now, um, in terms of who's strong, kind of strong choice. And I just think she is that, you know, that real ideal role model of, you know, she only made it in her late 20s. She's been putting out records all throughout her 20s from 21 onwards. And all the A&Rs were coming to her shows in New York and nobody, nobody was budging. And, yeah. You know, they're saying you're not good enough, this, that and the other. And I, honestly, I watched her perform at the Brits and I, I swear my jaw was dropped and I just felt so much warmth from her and I was just like this is it you know all these A&Rs that told her no all these A&Rs that told her it's kind of like a middle finger moment isn't it this one is for every single one of you who'd said no (laughs) standing on the Brit stage stealing the night and I just thought you know this is for every single girl like me who sat home you know chasing those dreams nobody is there to tell you something you've just got to keep going and you've got to believe in yourself so I feel like I wrote drowning as a letter to myself as (laughs) Get your shit together, girl. You are 20 or 21 now, and you don't need this pressure on yourself. And I'm de- definitely lyrics, not, not lyrics, like at that age. The lyrics of the story I am my own worst enemy because I own worst enemy because I push myself so hard and because I know where I want to be. I always think nothing is good enough. So I yeah. think this lockdown has taught me to just really appreciate all the little successes I have had and all the the blessings that have come my way instead of just pushing forward to the next goalpost so in that retrospect yes um that was a good great great life lesson for me (laughs) it's but that's what I mean I can I completely agree with you like you know it's allowed that kind of bit of a breather like I used to be like so routine driven so like I have to be here on this day I have to be here on this day and now it's like well no, if I don't want to be there on that day, it, it's fine to kind of take that step back and like, well, that, you know, that's not right for me. And I think that's been kind of like the biggest lesson throughout lockdown is it's okay to kind of take a step back and not kind of conform to, you know, the routines, the kind of the pressures. Yeah. And I'm hoping to God that it kind of continues that way because I feel like a lot of people are a lot more relaxed now. I think that's it. And um, I think relaxed a little calmer, a little more living in the moment, a little more trying to live in the present. And I think this yes. is the number one thing that everyone's learned. Live in the present, stop trying to live in what's about to happen next. Because honestly, at this point, nobody You're missing knows. out on so much like here and now if you're constantly like, oh, what's next, what's next, what's next? Yeah. Like, And I think, you know, it's a, as much as it's a terrible thing that's happened, it's also a very beautiful thing because it's like, well everyone's starting to appreciate you know like their family i mean don't get me wrong there's been times when i've actually like wanted to kill my sister throughout this lockdown but i appreciate her so much more now (laughs) and i think that the main thing is you also realize that the only people that are actually there for is your family so i think it was this catch 22 of wanting to you know kill each other slowly or kill each other softly (laughs) (laughs) but then it's also that realization of who actually cares like who out there actually cares other than your family and i think yeah. that that kind of like eureka moment of okay this is this is it so let's just let's just get through it together love each other and you know get 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 we're all in this together yes quote high school musical there 
Um, so again, like I don't, I don't obviously keep talking about like the whole lockdown thing, but I'm assuming that you've put a lot of like time and stuff now into like new songs and stuff. Like, are we potentially moving towards an album? what's what's the what's the plan definitely so i have done i've got two songs that i'm literally sitting on and i'm just thinking about when to drop over the next month or so and um i feel like these are my two favorites i feel like old me would have like put some sort of you know album and time frame on it but realistically i just want to get these two out and then take it from there i think this that's what lockdown's taught me you've just got to do it in the moment and what feels right and right now those songs are a big part of who i am and i want to put them out and also just this next stage of like talia 21 like you know like there's no more kind of you know you can't say this and you kind of can't say that in terms of like people putting that kind of you know you're too young she's too young she's too young and it's like okay well I'm 21 now so it's now it's my time now I I call the shots now (laughs) and I laugh because when people meet me they're always like oh my goodness you're so mature and it's like well a minute ago you were saying I was too young and people always want to use the young card and I'm just like well you know that's you don't mean that you don't Do you reckon it comes from like a place of like being threatened of how kind of successful and kind of how in a way like how powerful you are at such a young age no absolutely I think I think I had an encounter the other day and it was some girl when I was back in London and she used the young card and I was just like isn't it ironic that like you know you're you know late 35 now yeah I'm just I would never say to anyone, like, cast up anyone's age. I hate it. It's my pet peeve. Just because age, I feel like it's a very sensitive thing. You know, we, we yeah. just know, you know, and I just think just because I'm young and I've not stopped since I was young doesn't mean you can hold that against me and kind of use it when you need to. It can be your ammunition yes. of too young or, oh God, she's a wee bit old now, you know? So it's like... No, I, I completely get it. I mean, I, I turned 30 in lockdown. So now it's kind of like, you know, all my friends, you know, not all my friends, but quite a lot of my friends have like got children, you know, I've married this, that and the other. And it's just like, and there's constantly this like pressure, like, well, you know, you need to settle down. Like, you know, you're being kind of like told, like you need to, you know, my mom is constantly like, oh, when am I having grandchildren, this, that and the other. It's like, you will get them when (laughs) you get them. It's like, yes, I'm 30, but believe me, like I've got so much more that I want to achieve first. Yeah. And it was interesting what you said earlier about like Lizzo. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing like an article or something about like Oprah didn't like get her first break until she was 30 or I think. And then like, you know, like those kind of like milestones. I was like, well, I'm pretty sure people and there probably were people saying like to Oprah, like, oh, you know, you're too old to do this. You're too old to that. And now and now look at her. She's giving yeah. away cars for fun. <laughs> is and what a role model she is I think the thing is now it's just like you just the most the most important thing is to focus on the right now and just try not and compare and I think that's the biggest thing of our generation because we're you know it's like a huge competition I think it's as simple as you know you go back in time and you've got you know Nietzsche's people's idols now as far as a generation goes Kylie Jenner is the, the the, the prime number of who is the most common role model. Now, say what yeah. you want, whether it's your role model, certainly not my role model, but I'm saying she is it. You know, there's no, yeah. a lot of people, they try and bring her down every day, but it's like, you all need to wake up. She is the role model. So let's just, let's just be happy for her. Let's just, yeah. 
proud of her success. She's worked her ass off. She's there now, but that is it. And I think she's 23 now. She just turned 23. She has a baby with a superstar boyfriend. And it's like that pressure on young children alone. I'm not talking about anything else. I'm literally just talking this ideal of having, yeah. being able to have a child and support a child at 20. She had it, what, 21, 22, 20. Um, that is what the, 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 the poster on our wall is, you know, or on our, yeah. our generation's wall. So that's a lot of pressure on people th themselves. You know, look, there's your role model having a baby at 20. So I think it's just trying not to compare. And that's the one thing that I always urge the people that support me. You cannot, you know, my journey was very different from, you know, anyone's. I'm still nowhere near from where I want to be. And I'm, you know, hitting 22 now. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's no, there's no time frame. No matter how much you think that you've got it all laid out on your, you know, your mind map on your wall, you've just got to trust the universe and take a step back. The one thing my mom always says, she's like, just take a step back because, you know, the more you want it, the less it comes. And I yeah. think that the more older i get the more i realize it you know no it is and i can I, I completely agree with your mom and again this is what i said about like the lockdown situation i i before this lockdown happened i had no confidence whatsoever to do like the podcast this that and the other and it was like it very nearly ended but it wasn't like you know being through like my own stuff and like my own journey it got to well actually no keep talking about stuff you know keep going there and then now you know i'm sat here talking with like you know a pop star like it, it's <laughs> it's it, this is what i mean like trust the process it's you know it's a roller coaster you just never know what what we're what you're going to be doing you know even in a month's time i couldn't tell you where i'm going to be and what i'm going to be doing and it's just like you've just try and try and try and try and focus on you and not the outside world you know and it's i mean i'm telling you that now but when i'm crying in my bathroom am i yeah. myself that motivational speech no i'm trying shit so. in about an hour's time when i'm on my bathroom floor crying to drown in <laughs> <laughs> i remember yeah. this conversation yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Oh dear. There's one thing I wanted because um, I was doing like a bit of like research and stuff, like that, and there's one thing that I've got to ask you about is um, you were discovered by Alton John. Yeah, this is like this what is the hell? I mean, you've probably told this story like a million times over, but what the hell? <laughs> So I think this is, uh, uh, first of all, Elton literally changed my life and Elton is the reason that I am working so hard and will never give up because that he was that. Just, he's just, he is my role model, you know, he yeah. is everything I want to aspire to be and then, um, you know, my biggest thing through lockdown was getting better on the piano and I think every day I was just like, come on, you've got to push, you've got to push. <laughs> you know, there's always some someone out there my age working outworking you, so, you know, I think that um wait let me tell the story first so when i was um 13 um my grandfather took us on a trip to celebrate his 80th birthday and um he fell ill on the last day before we were going to fly and he was not allowed to fly so the doctor gave us you know all the the, the medical stuff you've got 24 yeah. hours to stay um we're like okay so we had to move hotel for this one night and um because our hotel was full and we find out that this hotel we're staying in for one night, Elton John's there. So it's a bit like, you know, that way you're like, this we're obviously mad. so new. We're, we're, it's obviously so new. We've literally only been at that hotel for like, you know, one, not even a night yet. Like we're talking hours. And so we're <laughs> just going to hotel. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, oh my goodness. I'm like to everyone, this is it. This is my moment. I need to just, I need to just, I need to meet Elton John. Yeah. So obviously Elton John does not walk about hotel. You know, he is Elton John. He's, you know, I'm sure he's got some sort of like... <laughs> I was going to ask you this. Like, you just like, you know, 
he's there running down in the morning to put his like <laughs> towel on the sun lounge. I was like, now's my chance. <laughs> so I was, you know, hoping for the full like what twenty, well, not twenty four hours, but like the full night to like meet him. But obviously that's not gonna happen. So the day we were, the next day we wake up and we're going to the airport. So we've got one last breakfast and we're sitting at breakfast. And Elton's partner David Furnish was sitting like two tables away from us at breakfast. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is not real life. This is our moment. So I'm like to my mum, do you think I can go up to him and give my demo tape and ask him to pass it on to Ellen? So I think my mum thought I was absolutely nuts. And she was like, look, if you're prepared to embarrass yourself in front of this whole restaurant, <laughs> by all means, darling, go do it. So I took my Thank you for the support. <laughs> that's all I needed. So I took my little brother who, when we came up to be like three or four at the time, Zach. And he was just so adorable with his blonde hair. And um, I went over there and he could not have been nicer. David was so kind, so friendly, like chatting to Zach, chatting to me and was like, yeah, sure, absolutely. I'll pass it on. We're chatting a bit about no Scotland. Way. Yeah, and then um, before you know it, that was it. And I went, kind of went back to my, my table at breakfast and my family were all kind of like, okay, darling, good luck with that. And then 24 hours later, we had to fly like two stops to get back to Glasgow and we're literally on our last flight getting or through the airport to our last flight and my mobile rings and at this point we're going through security and I'm like like I'm like what even going on my phone never rings I'm like what 13 at the time it's like <laughs> and um it rings I pick it up and it's like hi is this uh, Talia it's uh, Elton here and I thought <laughs> no way I genuinely remember my like my whole life flashing in front of my eyes and just thinking like is this a wind up like what is <laughs> it's like your mom's on the other side of security like it's me Alton <laughs> who knows that I did that like who knows that I even went to give my demo I genuinely thought it was a wind up so I was like oh my goodness so um I'm like hi um I'm really sorry I'm going to security like I can't go back I can only go forward so at this point I'm like you know, the woman's like shouting me to put down my phone and I'm like, oh my God, I like burst into tears. I'm like, oh my God, I'm on the phone. I've just <laughs> missed him, just missed him. No way. And, um, eventually we get through security, I get my phone up and running and um, he calls again because obviously I don't have his number and obviously it was, I think it was like a no caller ID or something. Yeah. And um, he calls again and he was just like, I love your voice. So soulful, so jazzy, you know, you're so young. I love your website. It had like a pink flamingo tell your strong website at the time. <laughs> like, I would absolutely love you to open my concert in Scotland. No way. And those like, were what was going through your head? Like at that point, how did you not like scream? Honestly, so my little brother Zach is 13 right now. And I, I've been really, I've been almost thinking about it every day this year, more than ever, because I was 13 and I feel like when I tell the story, I don't appreciate how tiny I must have been. Can yeah. I not at all? And my little brother's <laughs> and he is tiny and I look at him when he's making all these jokes and he's so funny and I'm just like Zach how was I that small yeah. <laughs> so I think because I feel like I, I I was able to have my teenager phase really young in terms of all of those kind of you know cringy outfits and thinking you've got the you know you've got it all covered yeah. I definitely went through that stage a lot younger than everyone else so I feel like that kind of allowed me to grow up quickly and have all these ups and downs by the time I've, you know, hit 21. So that, you know, I think this is where I've kind of got this experience from. And, you know, I think my, my main message is, I always tell this story, but I think that the most important part of the story is, you know, I, 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 that, that moment changed my life. Yeah. And that made me 
affirm that how much I wanted this and how that I knew that this was my plan and this was, you know, my destiny or call it whatever. But, you know, don't kid me on the amount of ups and downs and no's and knockbacks I have had since then. It didn't mean my world was, you know, turned yeah. upside down. So I think now it's all about just proving to Elton he chose the right girl. Cause you know, straight after I got book deal with Scholastic, you know, now Rogers heard about me. Wow. He asked me, to sing um, at TEDx Teen, I did my own TED talk. No, Rogers, um, as in she yeah. can. What? And she, yeah. so he runs the We Are Family Foundation, which um, supports TED Teen, the talks TEDx Teen. Yeah. So I did my own TEDx, and then um, he asked me back to like host it, and I got to jam on stage with him. And actually, funny enough, that was the year that Winnie Harlow, as in Winnie Harlow the model, did model, hers. Yeah. Yeah, and this is when she just before she'd broken out and I was hosting that and she was amazing and I feel like there's these so wow. many moments like almost moments but it didn't mean that I was you know it doesn't mean that I was going to be Billie Eilish it just meant yeah. that I'm just going to have to keep going until I get my moment you know and don't kid me on my, my goal is still to get one of my songs in the charts that's my biggest dream yeah. and it's like I think because I've had so many incredible moments that I really just pushed for and really just been so lucky for there's been 101 that I've been you know almost there and not not yeah. been it so I think my message for everyone you know listening at home and when my fans are always talking to me who always feel like they're they've not had that moment it's you know you don't know when your next moment is going to come I don't know when my next thing will you know break me through but you just need to keep going and just keep believing in the art believe 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 because it's you know you just don't know and I think there's no you've, you've come this far so yes. what, what would be the point in backing down now? And this is yes, why exactly. Point. So I, I think that's in, that's insane. Like, and I think as well, what's really nice from it that you know those kind of you know those huge kind of moments that you've kind of been through are you know career defining to some people. Like you know what I mean? It's like you, when am I ever going to be in like in this opportunity again? But what's really nice hearing about and to fair, it's took me back a little bit is like how much you appreciate those moments and kind of what you've learned from those moments and stuff. I, th I think it's really kind of, I hate using this word because it's so cheesy, but it's really inspiring. Yeah. Well, well, thank you. You know, I think when I went back to school after, after this experience and opening this concert, I, when I tell you, I, I had to move school because I got bullied that bad because it was so uncool oh. that I was doing this. And um, people were so You got mean. bullied for and, opening um, for Alton John. But this is my point. When you're, you know, you're 13, even when I turned 14, I was still getting bullied because I turned 14 in October. It yeah. was just, it was something that everyone was just obviously so jealous of. But at the time I was just like, oh my goodness, I'm, you know, I'm just, you know, so, so uncool. And this is just, yeah. my point is, it's just people and kids can be so mean at school. It, this is why so many people give up on those dreams so young because people are just so mean. And I think it's, you're not alone in the bullying. People are will always bully and it happens yeah. time to time you just have to kind of as best you can ignore it and i know it's so hard and you so desperately want to engage but honestly you've just got to try your hardest and you know block it out can i ask you a bit of a sassy question yeah. do you now like now you've had like you know you've you've you know you've had a, a lot of success like do you ever kind of look back at some of those people who gave you a hard time and kind of like well do you know what all that kind of like, you know, pushing and pulling on whatever it was that you put me in that now look where I am. Look what you kind of 
you know, I always say, and my mom says it about like, you know, diamonds being created under pressure. Yeah. And now do you look back and feel like with your kind of middle finger up, like, <laughs> look at me now <laughs> kind well, of thing. The thing is, I, some people just, because I am, I'm, I always laugh. I'm a Scorpio. So I do keep kind of myself to myself, but I am very ruthless in life in terms yeah. of, that's why I'm hard on myself. You know, I wake up in the morning, I go, you know, you, you need to get your shit together. You need to do this X, Y, and Z. <laughs> Even with my family, I'm like, you know, stop complaining. If you want that done, then, you know, go work harder than everyone else. And that's my mentality, you know. And um, even now, when I when I don't have, you know, a million, a million, you know, American labels swarming around me, I just yeah. think, well, I'm not working hard enough. I need to work harder. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not enough yet. So I think that's my kind of mentality and, you know, there's no question about it. The amount of um, of these people that literally used to throw pins at me at school are adding me on Facebook now. Are they there? Yeah, <laughs> Do I, am I kind of, I'm not happy. I'm not, I don't look back and go, wow, I'm so glad you, you know, put me under pressure. I'm so glad you made my life a misery because look what yeah. you taught me. I kind of look back and go, you know, I don't, I don't look back and feel like I want to send them a message because personally, I don't think I've made it the way I want to make it yet. Yeah. But I, look back and go fuck I've gone through a lot like I've yeah. a lot. but also I'm not one of these people that wants to go chat about it I just kind of get on with it and I always yeah. say you know less talk more action because you know there's no point in me coming up here and bashing every person that's you know literally like the stuff they did was so bad but my point is by you wasting your time chatting about those people even in the moment you're only just giving them a more fuel yes you're giving <laughs> more giving yourself less time that time where I could be playing the piano I've just wasted you know an hour chatting about that guy who's still bullying me you know it's just like you've just really got to try and block them out and try and focus on you and it's so hard don't get me wrong when I'm in that moment you're getting pens thrown at you you're just like this this why won't this end but yeah. you know you've just you've just got to try and block it all out you know I've genuinely absolutely love this chat because it's for someone I, I was about to say for someone so young i'm not going to do that because i don't oh, want you to are alive. Oh, you are alive. That wasn't, that wasn't, that yeah. was <laughs> but it was and it's like for someone i mean like who myself had just turned 30 like i wish i had that kind of mentality like a few years ago when i was going through a lot of you know kind of like hardship so to kind of hear someone like of your kind of age and just like have that mindset and that drive and those kind of life lessons and turn it into like more motivation it is incredible like this has genuinely been one of like my favorite kind of like episodes to record i'm like yes everyone needs to hear this this is like listen to what she's saying <laughs> wow oh well, thank you so much that's so kind of you well i've loved every minute of this you're a superstar and you make it so easy to chat so don't underestimate how cool you are Stop it because I will probably cry. So, and I'll, you'll have one less <laughs> listen. I'm drowning today by putting me in a good mood. <laughs> yes, you've been listening to the Waffle Shop podcast with me, Taylor James. Massive thank you to my special guest this week, the incredible Talia Storm. Make sure you check out the new songs. If you're liking what you're hearing, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, follow us on Instagram, and I'll see you next week. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.